at one point in every athlete's life who was either, you know, played in college or, or, or played pro, you know, when we were little kids, we were, we were the best at everything. And then, you know, we, we get to high school. Generally, we were still the best. We get to college. Okay. There's, you know, there's, there's a few that, you know, are, are, are good. And, you know, maybe if we're lucky enough to get to, you know, to play pro, um, we probably weren't the best on the team. Um, and that's just teaching us humility, you know, that we're not going to be, you know, once we get that post-athletic career, um, you know, there's going to be obstacles. What's going on, everybody? I'm Jonathan Jones, and I'm a co-host of the Athletes Unite Conference podcast, and we're back with another exciting episode, back with another exciting guest, man. And and, and I'm I'm excited to, to interview this gentleman. Uh, we, we were just chatting and just talking and just hearing his heart for leadership and just seeing the things that he's doing, really being a recovery advocate, not just talking about the things but doing the things in real real time, helping people, serving people, leading people. Mr. Bo Payne. Bo, how are we doing? Man, I'm doing great, Jonathan. Thanks for having me on. Excited. Yeah, man, de definitely, definitely. So, Bo, who who is Bo Payne? Who is Bo Payne? That's a multi-layered question, man. <laughs> I guess I'll give you the, the, the quick, the quick multi-layered answer. Um, a little bit about my background, Jonathan. I uh, I was a I was a baseball player growing up. Um, I was drafted by uh, the Florida Marlins uh, and the Texas Rangers, and uh, ended up not not signing. Um, had a lot of things happen in my life. Um, I was going to be you know first second round pick out of high school, and I ended up uh, dropping out of high school in Miami, Florida, uh, due to um, well, what led down the road was a long term addiction to drugs and alcohol. And uh, I battled that for years. So I ended up going and playing college baseball a little bit at a ju junior college in California. Um, ended up having surgeries, uh, lost my draft status, all this kind of stuff. And uh, eventually just uh, called it quits. Couldn't play baseball anymore. So <clears throat> I uh, took a long road, Jonathan. I'm 40. I'll be 49 next month. And uh, I got clean and sober when I was 40, 42, I believe. 42, yeah. And uh, so there's a lot of years in between there of uh, some success, a lot of failures. Um, I got to be honest, it led to about 10 years behind bars. Uh, we call that on the installment plan where I'm from. You know, I did three here, two there, three there. Uh, I didn't do 10 straight, but did almost 10 years uh, in jail and state penitentiaries, um, which in hindsight, I wish I would have just done 10 straight and got it over with and got my life together. But I was a knucklehead and uh, took me a long time. But um <clears throat> Nowadays, you know, I use my platform uh, being an athlete or an ex-athlete. I'm, I'm too banged up now. I play a little bit of hoops, you know, once in a while and show these young kids I can still play a little bit. But, but you know, um, I've got a platform, though. And uh, I realized the last time that I was incarcerated uh, years ago that I need to change my life, man. And uh, I realized that the one common denominator through all this crap that I'd caused people and myself in my life, homelessness, living on the streets, being in prison, being in jail, all that stuff, the addictions, the, you know, the, you know, 
hurt family members and broken hearts and stuff like that. The one common denominator was me. And I had to stop blaming everybody. Um, I always had an excuse for everything. I always justified everything. I'd say, you know, if you had my life, you'd drink too, or, you know, what was me or, you know, I was, you know, abused or beaten or, you know, all this stuff. And, and there comes a point in time where none of that stuff uh, held any water whatsoever anymore. I just had to, you know, my mother is my best friend in the world. And she always says, Bo, we live in the what is not the what if and whatever happened to you, whatever you've gone through, you can either choose to let that continue to take you down or you can, you know, like my buddy and I, John Sterling, who's going to speak at uh, Athletes Unite, like we like to say, we lean, learn and leverage, Jonathan, and we lean into our past uh, events in our life and we lever or we learn from that because if we don't learn from these mistakes, you know, we're just going to repeat them again, which I did forever. And then once we've learned from them, you know, kind of broken them down, dissected them. Uh, what's wrong, what's right, what happened, then we leverage that experience to help others. And I found in myself being six years clean and sober now that the most fantastic thing in my life is being able to help other fellow, uh, uh, not just, you know, struggling alcoholics and addicts, but folks in life who may be down, you know, think that maybe life's passing by, they're too old, they're, they're too beaten up, or they're, you know, just they, they, maybe they look at these, these young cats, you know, coming up and and everybody looks like they've got their stuff together and, and this and that, man. But there's a place for everybody in the society, man. And, and uh, I feel like the last few years, you know, being in my late 40s and I'll be 50 next year, um, sky's the limit and my life's just getting rolling, man. So that's a little bit about uh, my backstory, uh, just just a small bit. But, you know, I don't want to go in right now to the to the whole life story type thing. But thank you, man. Thanks for asking. So, yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. One, one thing I really can appreciate uh Bo, about, about your perspective is just the fact that one, you're you're really aware, right? You're, you're you're aware, but also, well, you're aware. In addition to being aware, you realize that just like what you're saying, you you help other people who aren't just alcoholics or who might struggle with this or that, because we're, we're talking about life, right? Because we, you know we we fall off the wagon in life. So I, I can just appreciate that because I think a lot of times if we're not careful, we might see somebody wherever, you know, struggling with whatever insert, you know, vice here. And we're like, oh, no, that, you know, that person is an alcoholic or that person is whatever. And, and we can box people in. But it's like, no, this person is just struggling, period. You know, it, the, the vehicle doesn't matter. They're just they're struggling. So. Thank you for sure. Thank you for sharing that. Don't get me worked up, Bo. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, no, I'm happy to. My life's an open book, and 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 I share freely, man. And I'm happy to. So, can I touch on real quick what you said, Jonathan? Please. You please. know, <clears throat> when you said, you know, a lot of people tend to put people in boxes, you know, and a lot of the things that I try to tell people is that, especially in you know, with alcoholism and addiction. And then I'll get to the life aspect real quick. Um, that stuff doesn't discriminate, you know, socioeconomic background, black, white, Asian, woman, man, you know, sexual orientation. I mean, it, it has it has no it has no um, no filter, so to speak. You know, it's like, well, you look like that or you look like that. So I'm going to go after you, but not you. Um, it can take down anybody and, and life can take down anybody. Like you said, insert and then fill in the blank, you know, um, Depression, anxiety, uh, uncertainness, uh, you know, not being comfortable in our own skin, um, not having that uh, confidence in ourselves to really go out and 
you know, be the best that we can be. And, and that sounds like an army slogan or something, be the best that you can be. But, and, you know, I really don't mean it that way, but I think that our loved ones and our people around us deserve to have the best versions of us that we can be. You know what I mean? And, uh, for years in my life, everybody around me got about 20% of the best of Bo. And these days they're getting about 95 to hundred and sometimes over a hundred. And, and to me, that just makes me feel good, you know, because I've mended relationships uh, with my family, my children, um, my friends, and then I've gotten a chance to help other people in life. And being an ex-athlete myself and being drafted, you know, major league baseball teams and, and really being a big time prospect at one time who took a huge fall right on his, right on my face, man, for, for everybody to see is that I know what it's like to be an athlete. I'm also a U.S. Army infantry veteran, and I know what it's like to have everything come crashing down. And then it's like you're standing there naked. It's like, wow, what do I do, man? The whole world just saw me fail when, you know, and so I I put up all these facades for so long trying not to get found out that I maybe wasn't good enough or not or, you know, or maybe I just didn't cut it. It doesn't matter what happened. But a lot of times that can really destroy us, you know, because that's who our identities are linked to playing hoops, playing football, playing baseball, volleyball, basketball, golf, you know, whatever, sports, uh, you know, military, uh, business, uh, just the game of life, man. And, and, and everybody fails, you know, fall down seven, get back up eight. You know, that's my thing, man. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, be, being be, being a, being an athlete or being a warrior in life, you know, just, just, just like you're saying, uh, I, I think that that's something that we have to begin to normalize a little bit more. Right. The, the, the failure, the struggle, but then also making sure that people understand, yes, if you fail, there's still a tomorrow. You know, there's still a, a next quarter. If it's your life, it might not be the sport and that's OK. But these lessons that you learned here and there, that will set you up for what comes what comes next. So, Bo, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious to hear from you. Why, why do you feel it's, it's so important for, for athletes, you know, to, to unite? It's that's a great question. I think we all have gone through similar experiences. I think that at one point in every athlete's life who has either, you know, played in college or, or, or played pro, you know, when we were little kids, we were we were the best at everything. And then, you know, we, we get to high school. Generally, we were still the best. We get to college. OK, there's you know, there's there's a few that, you know, are, are, are good. And, you know, maybe if we're lucky enough to get to, you know, to play pro, um, we probably weren't the best on the team. Um, and that's just teaching us humility, you know, that we're not going to be, you know, once we get that post-athletic career, um, you know, there's going to be obstacles. And maybe people are not going to give us that adulation of, oh, you were a big-time athlete or you were on this magazine cover or, or I remember when you did this or that. And we're going to have to figure out how to do life on life's terms, man. And we're going to have to join the, the, the life race, you know, so to speak, uh, with everybody else. And so I think that we have a unique perspective on things, Jonathan, as far as being competitive, as far as being proud of the things that we've done, as far as wanting to be the best that we can be. And I think that we can offer uh, a unique perspective to companies, to prospective employers, uh, just, uh, you know, how important we can be as far as taking our life skills in the athletic arena and parlaying those into a successful career, you know, post-athletics. And I think that uh, people talking with people, whether they're athletes talking with athletes, 
you and I talking with each other right now, struggling alcoholics talking with each other. I think that that's how we learn from each other. And I think that's how we learn to advance in life, period. So I think it's incredibly important. And I'm, I'm jacked, man, to, to be down there in Atlanta for this. Oh, yeah, man. You have to do life on life's terms. That's good, yeah. bro. That's that, man. Well, that's good. That's good, man. That's one of, man. Eventually it hits us. Eventually it catches up to us, man. <laughs> Yeah, man. F- Father Time is, is still undefeated, right? Father Time is still undefeated. undefeated. So, man, as we're as we're talking a little, a little bit offline, you you were just talking about, you know, you you gonna kick things off uh, with with like with, with the conference. But what what are you what are you like most excited about with the conference? Because I know what it's been it's been two years since the initial plan of the conference, and then now people are gonna be together and we're gonna be in the same space. So, like, what's some what like what are you looking forward to? about the about the athletes unite conference i'm looking forward to a ton you know uh, first of all you know coming out of the pandemic everybody's been you know zoom and, and and all this stuff you know so i'm definitely looking forward to meeting folks in person man shaking hands and and just that human interaction because that's what i crave is that you know human interaction of getting to know people from different places and and what their backstory is and, and what their goals are, you know, moving forward. Um, I just think it's fantastic. I think what Classy's done, this idea, I, I think it's her brainchild. It's just amazing, you know. So um, I'm looking forward to meeting a few folks, you know, a few individual folks, uh, ath- athletes that I admired growing up. You know, a guy that I really loved, man, because I was I'm a Patriots fan of, and, and Bruins and Celtics and, and Red Sox, all Boston, first of all. But my my other team growing up was the Niners, man, and Dwight Hicks is going to be there. So I'm excited about meeting Dwight Hicks and, uh, you know, got to play with Ronnie Lott back in the day and all that stuff. So just uh, just getting to know people and, uh, you know, trying to, you know, when I speak, try and encourage folks to be the best version of themselves and and uh, just, uh, you know, make some long-term uh, enduring relationships, man, that are going to last. And, uh, yeah, so I'm just looking forward to it all. Man, I, I I love it, Bo. I love it, man. And I, I you know, I, I appreciate getting the, getting the chance to chop it up with you a little bit, getting to hear a little bit about your story, um, but really getting to see your heart and really getting to see your character, um, j- just through what 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 you shared, and you know, j- just through our short time, um, together. And and I love what you shared that your mom, what your mom said. It's not what if, it's what is, Bo. That's so rich. Oh man, that's so good. Yeah. I- I hope you take that. I, you can take it with you, man, and, and uh, put it in your pocket because it certainly helps me. And I'll tell you real, real, real brief about my mom back in the in the mid 2000s. She had to say, Bo, I love you. You're my firstborn child, but you, you have to go out of my life. Um, I was causing too much trouble for my family with my addiction problems and being in and out of jails and then going to prisons. And um, and I have to say that today, as you and I talk, um, my mom and I are best friends in the world. And uh it's because, you know, I got to make amends to her. I got to change my life and I got to, you know, be the man that I, that I was, you know, I found some purpose in my life. And when my mom tells me that, she says, Bo, it's not, we don't live in the what if, we live in the what is. That's where I get my strength from my mother. My mother is, you know, we all have strong people in our family. And in my family, my mother's the strongest, you know, person in my family. So I am blessed to have a relationship with her. And some of the nuggets that I have, you know, are straight from her too. So I, I got to give her a little credit too. So, Wow, man. I love to hear it. And I know she's beyond, beyond proud of you. 
Bo, please please let people know where they can find you, how they can follow you and connect with you. Yeah, you bet. Um, best way to connect with me would be on Instagram. Uh, I'm a, my handle is at sober Bo. So S O B E R B E A U. Uh, that's the best way to connect with me. Um, my Facebook page is more of a page of, uh, my buddies and I talking sports and talking a little smack back and forth. Uh, but my, my Instagram page is devoted to life and recovery and, uh, just being the best version of uh, ourselves that we can be. So that's probably the best way. Excellent. Excellent. And everybody out there listening, you all just heard Bo give us, man, like two good snapshots of his life. And he cut, man, Bo, I had the goosebumps over here going, man. Good thing you couldn't see me over here. I was like, wow. Oh my goodness. Wow. So you all need to be at the Athletes Unite Conference because we're going to see the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Bo Payne. You're going to see him kick things off and rock the mic. So make sure that you check out the links down below in the show notes, right? We're going to have the links so you can click the link and get your tickets for the conference to where you can join us in Atlanta, Georgia. It's going to be a life-changing event. And this event is going to shift the world of athletics because we're talking, we're focusing on mental health as the emphasis, but we're talking about uh, how you can create businesses. We're talking about career opportunities through sports, entrepreneurship, technology, and so much more. So uh, everybody, thanks for taking the time to watch uh, this episode of the Athletes Unite Conference podcast. And until next time, that's Bo Payne. I'm Jonathan Jones, and bye-bye. Thank you.